A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 7-7, go late them. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good morning and happy Tuesday. It is 5.05 on Tuesday, October 8th, 2019, and I'm Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke. For those of you who didn't see the game, the Cleveland Browns lost to the San Francisco 49ers 31-3 in a game that was supposedly embarrassing, but I can't necessarily say I was asleep to make sure I was able to be here and ready for all of you. Looking at some uh, historical facts, trying to bring in some of what Pam does for you guys on this day, in 1871, the Great Chicago Fire began in southwest Chicago. We've all heard that the cow kicked over the lantern, uh, but that fire raged for more than 24 hours, leveling three and a half square miles of Chicago, which is just mind-blowing to me. And back in 1921, the first live radio broadcast of a football game was announced. It was the University of Pittsburgh beating West Virginia University 21-13. to That's enough history for now. Looking ahead to our show today, we've got Scott Schultz talking with Dennis St. Aubin about propane use this fall. We also have a chat with Steve Maddox, a California dairy farmer who was the 2019 Dairyman of the Year at World Dairy Expo. So we were able to catch some insights about what his operation is like and what he did to become the 2019 Dairyman of the Year. And then, of course, we've got to look at your agribusiness news and your markets. We have ag meteorologist Stu Muck will be calling in live just around 5.20, just a couple minutes before I'm thinking today. So that's a preview of your show this morning. Make sure you follow us online at themidwestfarmreport.com. And while there, you can sign up for your own free fabulous farm baby bib, thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. And all we'll ask in return is a picture of your baby rocking that bib. Well, I'll be back right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals and expand your possibilities. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. No one enjoys seeing you succeed more than we do. Because we're more than financial experts. We're your neighbors. Count on us to be a financial partner dedicated to and active in the community. Because it's our community, too. At Compere Financial, we don't just champion this way of life. We live it. That's why we have such passion for helping the ag and rural community make dreams come true. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you. As proud partners of the pork industry, we join you in celebrating National Pork Month in October. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org.
winter is on the way. We're starting to feel some coolness in the air, which I'm not going to complain about. But one thing I would complain about all the time as a kid was having to go cut firewood because my family wasn't big on having to fill the propane tank regularly. This is Reba McClone from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But Scott, you were talking with someone about some of the things to look for regarding propane as the temperatures do continue to dip. I did, Reba. You know, there's good virtue in splitting firewood, but filling that propane tank is a lot easier. Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. That late and wet planting season could create increased egg needs for propane to dry some of those crops. And that, combined with some of the international energy supply, supply turmoil, has created some questions about price and availability of that propane as we head into the fall and winter. Dennis St. Aubin of the Senex Cooperative is that co-op's expert where propane is concerned. I caught up with him last week and asked for his insight about what those prices and the availability might be like as we head more deeply into fall. Yeah, you're spot on, Scott. Good morning, and thank you for having us on. Um, we have experienced, of course, as everyone knows that is listening out there, that we've had a, a late planting season and also a wet planting season. Um, coupled with maybe not the heat units that we would like to see across the whole upper Midwest or the Midwest. So we are anticipating a later harvest, um, and as that harvest goes later into the fall, of course, we might get some cold weather on top of that, right? So that compounds the challenge that we may have when it comes to drying our crop out here is not only is it going to take more propane, but it may be coupled right on top of uh, the home heating demand that may hit in that mid part of November. So we want to make sure our growers, our, our consumers out there are prepared and just planning ahead. Supply, will that be an issue or uh, the prices? What are we looking at? Higher prices maybe this year or uh, tighter supply? What's the prognosis? Well, that, that maybe seems a little bit of an oxymoron in, in this case just because we do have ample supplies, Scott, uh, right. nationally. So as we look at the, the lower 48, we have uh, ample supplies of propane. So the consumer may say, well, I don't have to worry, but that's, that's not what our message is here today. We want to make sure that everyone understands that we may have plenty of propane supply you know, uh, available to us, but what it comes down to when we have those peak demand periods and our farmers are taking off their crop and then coupled maybe like I shared earlier with the home heating demand right on top of that, um, it becomes more of a logistics play. The, the system, the infrastructure just can't handle the demand that's coming at it. So then we just really are out here, you know, asking our consumers, our farmers to plan ahead and make sure that their storage is full, that we're well prepared heading into fall. What's kind of the breaking point time-wise? I know I made my call to the local cooperative and got my tank filled up for this very reason a couple of weeks ago. When might we look at a movement in prices and demand? Yeah, it, that's a great question, Scott, and one thank you for filling early. You're doing what we want. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm up so, to saving a penny where I can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as I've been sharing with others, is it's bird in the hand. So if there's programs that are available through your local propane provider, uh, get with them, take advantage of the opportunity so that you're not at price risk if the market does happen to go higher. Um, of course, we can't predict that. We don't know what the market's going to do, but regionalized it could it could go up just because of the demand that comes around agricultural uh, harvesting taking place so that it could cause a, a a 
spike in here at some point. We don't anticipate much of a price movement, but just okay. more around um, that gallon of propane being available for when that demand comes with, you know, the the rate at which um, farmers or producers can take that crop off today creates a large demand coming at us from an infrastructure standpoint. So again, you know, we'll, we'll just keep saying it that we want to make sure that we're paired up with our growers so that they're full heading into fall mm-hmm. and that they have a good plan and a good communication plan in place with their propane provider locally so that we can meet your needs. A lot of things are going on globally. How might that bleed down to our, our domestic demand and availability and price here in Wisconsin? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great talking point to the fact that we've had some unrest in the Middle East here in the last, what, 7 to 14 days? Right. Maybe a little longer now. So we, we did see some prices spike up, whether you looked at the crude oil prices or maybe some gasoline, diesel pricing. Propane followed suit, um, but we did see some of that premium come back out of that market shortly after. Um, I do anticipate that uh, we'll continue to see a small premium built into the market price around that. But as we bring that more domestically and back to your backyard, you know, that's, that's not going to play into the propane factor greatly, only because we do have ample supply of propane domestically. Mm-hmm. It, it's an interesting point, Scott, that the U.S. actually is the largest producer of propane globally. So we do have an ample supply of gallons right here, but the fact is is we're competing globally for that gallon. It's getting exported as fast as we can produce it. So, again, it's uh, take care of what you can in your backyard, making sure that you're working closely with your propane provider, and, and everything will be fine, but we just want to make sure we have a plan in place. Okay, and where taking care is concerned, you mentioned programs, uh, and my co-op, again, going back to my personal situation, we have a contract uh, that you can set up, and some years are better than others where that uh, contracting is concerned. Uh, I'm one of those folks who always buys high and sells low where lots of things are concerned. <laughs> but um, this is the year maybe where that contract and that contracted price could be important, are you thinking? You know, great plan again. Kudos to you for taking advantage of that opportunity. Uh, you know, we can't encourage folks enough to get with their propane provider that they're utilizing um, identify what programs fit their needs, whether it's a, a prepay type of program if they have it or a budget pay type of program. But any of those will help you alleviate any of the price spikes that occur. So just encourage those folks to get out there, talk with them providers, take advantage of it. But start with a full tank. We have seen uh, propane prices through the course of this summer as weak or as low as what we've seen them in the last, you know, I'll say three to five years. So it. It's a great opportunity to own that own that gallon in your tank. Farmers in general on the farm side, protecting that supply that they have, how, how can they do that? Yeah, it really starts with, and this, this is an interesting fact, I think, Scott, to me, is the fact that producers today can take off their crops so rapidly. They have the equipment they have on the farm is so large. And oftentimes what we found is that they, they have great ability to take the crop off quickly, but one thing that we maybe haven't looked at within that chain is the fact that we've kept our same size propane storage on site for their dryer. Mm-hmm. So we just really ask our producers out there as they look maybe a little bit longer term, look at pairing up the storage capacity on their farm with what their ability is to take off their crop. 
Okay. Can make sure we can serve their need. Yeah, that makes good sense. Well, thank you for your time. That's Dennis St. Aubin, Director of Sales for CHS Propane. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Shopping at Rogan's Shoes is fun. Shop great name brands and get the second pair for half price. Mix and match shoes for your entire family. If you don't need a second pair of shoes or boots at the time of your purchase, just bring in your receipt at a later date to receive your half price discount. Rogan's Shoes, a family-owned and operated company. Madison East and West and Janesville and Beloit. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. See complete details at a store near you. It's 3 a.m. Your home is freezing. No, it's not your furnace. It's your empty propane tank that your provider forgot to fill. Don't let this become your reality. Contact the propane experts at Insight FS. Ask them about their tank monitoring program that gives you 24-7 access to your tank levels. Insight FS also offers convenient contracting or budget billing programs. Don't get left in the cold. Let Insight FS bring the heat. Visit InsightFS.com for a propane expert near you. It's open house time here at the Princeton Clubs. Hi, this is Dave Gary, and I'd like to personally invite you to our open house, taking place this month at all our Princeton Club locations. We all know that exercise improves the quality of our life and makes a big impact on how we feel. Listen to Michelle's recent experience. I came to Princeton Club actually to kind of find myself again, get my body back after having two kids. It was a struggle to find motivation to come because I was very self-conscious. I would just tell myself, I'm only going to stay 10 minutes. And then I realized before I knew it, the class was done, and I felt better than I had ever felt in so long. I'm here to prolong my life, to be happier. I'm happier when I'm fit. It's time to find your fit and write your success story. Get access to all our world-class facilities, try a class, swim in our pools, or just relax in the spa. Come on in. Go ahead. Get started today. Our open house event is going on now. To hear the rest of Michelle's story, go to PrincetonClub.net. And now, America's fastest-growing farm sensation, it's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Good morning. It is 519, and this is Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke today. And on the line, we have our ag meteorologist, Stu Muck. Stu, how was, how was your weekend, Aaron? Just in how's life going? <laughs> Just fine. Lots of stuff happening, Reba. You know, it's fall. It's a busy, fun time of year. That it is. I have been looking for a nice weekend to go to a pumpkin patch, but it's been a bit rainy. Yeah, yeah. The weekends haven't been uh, exactly helpful. And this one coming up, you know, looking down the road may not be all that great either. But uh, I'm talking more with my farm friends. We need to dry things out a little bit more. Oh, yeah, we're going to go out and get some corn. There was some hauled in my neighborhood yesterday, but it's a muddy, muddy mess out in those fields, and we really want things to dry out. There is at least some drying around today, tomorrow, into the day Thursday. Take advantage of every little bit you can get. Because I have to say, rain will return, that is, into the day Thursday. High pressure is around right now, and that system is the reason that we had the sun yesterday and the really nice day. 
warmed up more than I thought it would. Well, we'll do that again today. Stay very, very mild above our normals. Low 60s are normal highs right now. Nighttime lows in the low 40s. So I'd expect uh, that today as we head toward the upper 60s, maybe even 70 at La Crosse, it'll be well above normal. We stay mild overnight and another very mild day into Wednesday. But by that time, low pressure out of the northwest U.S. will begin to edge on in. That low just north of Washington State this morning. Still some rain, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, into western Montana. We expect that low to drop down towards South Dakota and then turn a little further northeast back toward northern Minnesota, Lake Superior. With the approach of that system, it's into the day Thursday that a chance for a shower develops. A little more likely for rainfall overnight Thursday into the day Friday. And that's when we're talking about rain adding up, especially southern and eastern Wisconsin in the half to one inch range. Thursday night into the day Friday may not be quite as heavy in western Wisconsin, maybe up toward the half or three quarter inch range. But there's wet weather here for the end of the week. That's when that cold air builds on in and those temperatures drop back to normal and below for daytime highs right on toward uh, especially Saturday, Sunday and into early next week. I'll have our forecast details right after this. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You know, a building is just that, a building, but what happens inside can be magic, and that's what's happening at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus. Tyler Mack is a Pennsylvania native that chose the UW School of Veterinary Medicine for the relationships he could forge with those professors. You kind of get the opportunity at the University of Wisconsin to really, like, pick the minds of all these brilliant people. For me, for example, when I would go on externships during the summers or go to places and I would see different things, I could bring back what I saw and talk to them about that, get their opinions on the matter. As some of the professors used to say, these are tools for your toolbox. Tyler Mack is now a graduate of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and has decided to practice in Wisconsin. But the school needs more space for incoming freshmen. Find out about their expansion project, how you can write a letter, send an email, or pick up the phone in support of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine online. Animals need heroes to too.com. And we are back on the line with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. I know I said I was enjoying the fall weather, but I don't know if I'm ready for winter weather. <laughs> well, I don't know if we'd go so far as to say winter weather in our part of the country, but toward the end of the week, Reba, it is going to get cold. And northern Wisconsin may see a couple of snowflakes. That would be Thursday night or into the day Friday. I think here, especially in that southern part of Wisconsin, La Crosse and east and to the south, of course, mostly we're talking about some rain. Oh, there could be that stray snowflake. That's about all. But it does cool off. Let's back it up. It's only Tuesday. Sunny today. Really great. Upper 60s, more likely around 70 at La Crosse. South winds about 5 to 10. We'll stay clear overnight fall back into the mid-40s. That's still a bit above normal. South winds will be around 5. Another sunny day Wednesday. Very fine. 
Oh, most of us around 70 in the low 70s at lacrosse. South winds about 5 to 10. It's Thursday, partly sunny skies. That chance of an afternoon shower, not a great threat, but a possibility. We'll still be in the upper 60s Thursday with southeast winds at 5 to 10. But rain more likely Thursday night, not into the day Friday. That cold front swings in out of the northwest, Reba, and there's the news you don't want to hear. Uh, although we may still be near normal Friday, Saturday I expect upper 40s for daytime highs, the same for Sunday. Well, that's not ideal, but hopefully uh, we won't get as much rain as you're predicting. Uh, that's a certain hope, but unfortunately it sure looks like it right now. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sue, and uh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Hey, you too. Okay. Bye now. Bye. That was Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck, and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle-building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com Come on, you don't want to be in Wisconsin come January. Why don't you join me? I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke, and we're headed for Costa Rica and Panama, January 4th through the 13th. What a great way to start calendar year 2020, and what a great tour to teach us more about the culture, the beauty, and the agriculture in Costa Rica and Panama. We'll fly into San Jose, Costa Rica, for the beginning of our trip, and then investigate agriculture there. That includes coffee production as well as dairy production. Of course, there's a lot of natural beauty we'll enjoy in Costa Rica, including Arenal Volcano National Park and Monteverde Cloud Forest Reserve. Then it's on our way to Panama, where we'll literally go from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, courtesy of the canal. And we'll also get a chance to visit with the indigenous population just outside of Panama City. Find more at HolidayVacations.com. 
keyword camp and view the special online video presentation or call 800-826-2266. Chances are you already know there are lots of good reasons to shop at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The name brand products, big selection, and our knowledgeable associates. And with our Blaine's best price promise, you'll get the lowest price guaranteed or we'll match it. Secure large loads with a grade 70, 20 foot by 5 16th inch binder transport chain from Barron Manufacturing. On sale, $34.99. Take $3 off Blaine's Farm and Fleet commercial batteries. Price from $52.99 after sale and exchange. Save $20 on a 12 volt, 15 gallons per minute electric fuel transfer pump from GPI. Use with gasoline, diesel fuel, or kerosene. On sale, $279.99. And stock up on Rotella T 15W40 diesel oil. A two and a half gallon jug, just $24.99 after $10 mail-in rebate. Save on the brands you love. And now with Blaine's Loyalty Rewards Program, earn points and save even more. Join Blaine's Rewards today and take advantage of member rewards pricing, special offers and savings, and member-only events. Find values like these and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Shop with your heart, ooh, great place to stop, ooh, on your budget and community. Reduce, reuse, ooh, recycle too, ooh, we can do it all at St. Vinny's. Oh, let's go shop St. Vinny's, yeah, let's go shop St. Vinny's, yeah, let's go shop St. Vinny's, yeah, let's go shop St. Here at Prairie Estates Genetics, we provide dairy farmers with high-quality silage minus the risks. You see, by combining our next-gen seed and next-gen forage management services, we're able to help dairy farmers improve harvest consistency, feed consistency, and milk production consistency. So why not do the same for your farm? Visit prairieestatesgenetics.com and see how you can make next year's harvest your best one yet. Prairie Estates Genetics, the future of forage is here. Hey, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor's a really good student. I saw a, a story that, you know, about his uh, recruitment from like Harvard and a lot of the Ivy League schools. He's a smart guy and he had a really good game. I don't know if you saw that on Saturday, RJ. He I set did. the school record for touchdowns. He's pretty yeah. good. Five total touchdowns in a game. Uh, you know, he, you're going up against one of the worst rushing or the worst rushing defense in the NCAA. Uh, 186 yards. Uh, rushing four touchdowns, what, what, 29 yards receiving did it end up being? Yes. Um, with uh, another touchdown. So, yeah, they're they're feeding him to get his Heisman stats up, and uh, the receiving game is probably helping his uh, NFL draft back here too. So uh, if we have a season that doesn't end with a another averaging 2,000 yards uh, a season, uh, we'll know why, and it's because his – they're uh, displaying his total package so he can uh, get a better draft stock. And um, you know what? I'm not, I'm not mad about it. So RJ, uh, use yeah. your use your crystal ball. So the FBS record is 39 touchdowns held by former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball. Jonathan Taylor is on pace to score 42 this season. Does he? Well, those do are it? rushing touchdowns. Yes. Though, so does he do it? I don't. I don't, I don't know. And if he does, if he does, does he win the Heisman? Um, well, I, I saw somebody put up some stats about uh, him comparing Ron Dane's Heisman. I saw season, that too. And he's, he's kind of pacing ahead of that in total touchdowns and total yards. So, uh, and I think that's kind of a, a better stat nowadays than just a, a straight line running back. And, uh, you know, 
I, I would love to say yes, but I think what only someone outside of a quarterback has won twice since 2000. Uh, I'm going to say no, he's not going to win it, and it's solely because because he's not a quarterback. He doesn't care that the quarter like it's a popular popularity contest that goes to the uh, quarterback with the best stats on the best team. Well, That's okay. all this award is now. And you're you're you're, mo- you're for the most part, RJ. You're right. The one comeback you could have to that, or the one argument you can make pro Taylor is he has certainly gotten himself into the into the I think he's a finalist as of right now one of the oh, guys absolutely. he's one of the guys he's competing against uh for the Heisman he's competing against on the field in, in two and a half weeks could you say that would at some level be an elimination game with with Fields and, and Taylor like if Wisconsin goes into Columbus and wins you probably take Fields off the list and you bump Taylor up um or if Wisconsin loses now if they lose close and he still has 170 yards I don't know that he, he's out of it I mean, if he has 54 yards and Ohio State wins 31-7, I think you in the Heisman campaign. But could you argue that Boys. that heads-up battle in three weeks in Columbus could almost be an elimination game for Fields and, and Taylor for the Heisman? Um, maybe if both of them get to the the Big Ten championship game, that's where your uh, elimination game would be, I think. Um, because, quite frankly... If it's a close game and either one or the reason that their team is in it, um, they're they're going to stay in there. And they, they'd have to have some uh, uh, what's-his-face-at-Clemson kind of games where it's just like, ooh, he's taking a step back to fall off a list like this. So if they're still putting up big numbers, uh, whoever ends up losing, I think you're still going to see them on that list. Uh, it's just more or less of a – if it's a big letdown kind of game for either one of them, you'll see them drop and uh, maybe fall out of that top five. Boys, I have it. I figured it out. Trends are our friends, right? Correct? All right. right. So 1999, who won the Heisman? Ron Dane. That's a running back. I'm going to throw out 2005 because it's vacated because it doesn't fit my argument here. But 1999, (laughs) that was Reggie Bush. 1999, Ron Dane wins it. 2009, Mark Ingram Jr. wins it as a running back. 10 years. What's the next 10 years? 2019. So Jonathan Taylor so the media, wins yeah. the, running, the Heisman as a running back. So they get quarterback fatigue every 10 years. Oh, in, yeah, there you go. Who won it in 89? That would be. If it's a running back, Taylor's got it. <sighs> it's quarterback. Andre Ware. Um, but we don't go back. Yeah. 20 years. We'll celebrate 20 years. 99, Ron Dane. 2009, Mark Ingram. 2019, Jonathan Taylor. We there don't. We throw out 2005. 2005's yeah, vacated. <laughs> well, yeah, it has been, and technically, that guy never played college football. I don't even know who. You're t- this is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good morning, and welcome back. It's 5:35 right now, and this is Reba McClone filling in for fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke. Before we head into our agribusiness news, looking ahead to the rest of the half hour, we have a talk with the 2019 Dairyman of the Year, and of course, we have a look at your opening market numbers. And now, here's a look at that opening agribusiness news. When it comes to improving market share, the pork checkoff has a new method. I'm Reba McClone, and now from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agribusiness News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. The Pork Checkoff has unveiled a new state-of-the-art kitchen facility at its Des Moines, Iowa headquarters. The National Pork Board CEO, Bill Evan, says that the new innovation kitchen is designed to elevate conversations about pork. 
Fort Chekhov and our 15-member Farmer Board of Directors sat down a year ago and said, you know what, uh, we've got a great facility here in Des Moines, Iowa to support America's pork producers, but we're also responsible for uh, working with pork as a food. And our offices here uh, didn't have a kitchen. And so we have chefs on staff. Uh, we're often doing work with recipes, photography, and videography. And so the board made an investment with a remodel and built out what we're calling our innovation kitchen. So it's a full functional uh, commercial kitchen that's also set up uh, to do photography and videography in. That was National Pork Board CEO Bill Evan. Evan also notes this is part of Pork Checkoff's communication strategy. The plan is that we will uh, get even more aggressive uh, supporting pork, uh, both domestically and internationally. And we can also use these facilities now for the world of photography and video. And frankly, everything is on your smartphone, and so you got to deliver that product in the venue that people uh, want to consume it. That was National Pork Board CEO Bill Evan. And that's been a look at your agribusiness news on a Tuesday. You can keep up with all of your farm and agribusiness news by following us online at themidwestfarmreport.com. And while there, sign up for your own free fabulous farm baby bib. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip, who are proud supporters of agriculture. From the Landmark Services Cooperative Agribusiness News Desk, for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke wants to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. Go online now to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Check out those adorable baby bibs and sign up to get yours absolutely free. Thanks to the wonderful folks at Quick Trip. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't delay. Log on now, fabulousfarmbabe.net. Here's a chance to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As if the large amount of rain this spring impacting planting wasn't enough. I'm Reba McClone, and I've got a look at your opening market numbers on Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. Now it appears that some of the same locations that struggled during the planting season are going to struggle with flooding while trying to harvest their crops. Bryce Anderson is a senior ag meteorologist with DTN, and he said that peak levels of flooding may have likely passed in most areas, but there's still too much water in farm country overall. Well, as far as the maximum, it may have run its course as far as the maximum is concerned. But we've got a lot of river valleys, river basins in the north central part of the U.S. that are bank full, and there's a high likelihood that flooding is going to uh, stay around going deep into the fall season. And there's a very high probability that because there is so much of the northern and western corn belt that is uh, full up on the soil moisture profile, that flooding is going to be a threat when we go into spring of 2020. That was Bryce Anderson, senior ag meteorologist with DTN. 
And now here's a look at those opening market numbers. Cash corn prices are at 387 and a quarter, which is up a quarter cent, while March 2020 corn is at 399 and holding steady. Cash bean prices are at 914 and a half, down three quarters of a cent in January 2020. Beans are down one and a quarter cent at 928 and a quarter. Wheat prices are down a penny at 488 and a half, while July 2020 wheat is at 504 and a half, down one and three quarters cent. Looking into livestock prices right now, live cattle are going to start the day at 111.20 with feeder cattle at 140.92 and a half and lean hogs starting at 64.25. Transitioning over to dairy now, AA butter prices are going to start at 212 and three quarters with block cheese at 199 and barrel cheese at 183. And then regarding milk contracts, November milk is going to start out at 18.26 with December milk at 17.60. And looking into next year, January 2020 milk prices are at 16.89. Looking at some of those market prices a little closer to home, out of Cottage Grove, cash corn is at three sixty three, with cash beans at eight thirty nine, and cash wheat prices at four thirty one. And in Jefferson, cash corn is at three sixty seven, with cash beans at eight thirty four, and wheat at four thirty nine. And finally, out of Dubuque, cash corn is going to start out at three forty nine, with cash beans at eight fifty seven. That's been a look at some of those opening market numbers on a Tuesday. Stay tuned for the rest of the show because we're going to be talking to the 2019 Dairyman of the Year from World Dairy Expo. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. Bath Planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval. What that means is no more scrubbing grout lines, unsightly stains, leaky faucets, or using harsh chemicals. No more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom. So call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Bath Planet experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. All right, Steve, let's talk a little bit about this career of yours that's still going and thriving. So first thing I want to ask you is, how does California look these days? I haven't, we're so barraged by water here in the Midwest and uh, so caught up in our own angst. I haven't thought about you guys on the West Coast lately. What's, uh, what's the year been like for you guys? 
Well, actually, we've we've had a good, a good water year. Okay. Not not you know uh, we had a lot of flood flood release, but you know we're still dependent on our uh, snowpack and all that. We had a great snowpack this year. Uh, Going to have good water reserves in our in our reservoirs. Unfortunately, we still don't have enough reservoirs, right. uh, but that's a different argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a, a great water year out there. Our our issues are still are is the environmental activists and yep. anti animal yep. uh, anti animal ag activists that we're fighting that uh, unfortunately start things in California and they end up percolating across the United States. You've been in that trade for so long, Steve. It's not new to you. It's kind of a, a constant uh, drumbeat. How many those issues, how many dairies have just tossed in the towel out there, gone to almonds or gone to vineyards instead of the animal agriculture? Well, you look at the, at the you know, we used to have three-year cycles in dairy and now it's, it, this this time's like a five-year cycle and uh, but, you know, California now has excess plant capacity that they didn't have ten years yep. ago. Yep. Unfortunately, the upper Midwest flipped. Yep. They, they used to have excess plant capacity. Now that they're a little full, particularly with some milk coming over from other states, yep. and uh, unfortunately, the first thing you lost was your overorder premiums, and, and number two is that the emotions that the CME took over because they're hearing stories of, of distress and they figured there's too much milk, and that pu- automatically pushes the price of uh, our products down at the CME, which sets our milk prices. And that's not even talking about the export pressures that we have. So we've got some advantages in that, but. Um, they, they affect me too. Yeah. So. Well, and you're uh, all about genetics, so you've been connected in this industry for your entire career. Congratulations, Dairyman of the Year is no. Uh, it's an honor for anyone, and obviously we all respect the, everybody that's picked up that award. You were saying the industry still remains, as far as friendships, uh, looking at new research, as vibrant as it ever was. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's a humbling uh, experience because there's so many people that, that acted as my advisors and filters over the year, whether it's Dr. Dave Dixon or, or Dr. Fred Foreman. Um, we lost a couple of people here in uh, Wisconsin the last couple of weeks that uh, certainly deserved this as much as I did uh, with Dean Strauss and, and uh, uh, the guy, you know, Randall Geiger and all that, great people. And, and uh those are the people that uh, you miss the most because uh, they're good friends and, and uh, we miss them. And, but there's so unfortunately, they only pick one per year, and there's so many people who are, are so deserving in this industry. Well, let's talk a little bit about how your business model has changed and evolved. The friendships stay there. They tried to advise you. Steve, tell me a little bit about how Maddox Dairy has kind of changed. Let's just go past 10, 15 years, you're always looking at something new or how to tweak something. What's what's the mission statement for you guys these days? You know, uh, with us having probably the largest registered herd in the yeah. nation, um, or if not the world, you know, the challenge is, is marketing those genetics, because what's the sense of having 3,900 registered milk cows yeah. with keeping the papers up if you're not going to market that? And so what we're doing right now, we're having requests from uh, commercial dairy farmers that want embryos, fresh IVF embryos. Uh, some competing co- companies have been doing that. We're, we're providing fresh that have about double the conception rate, particularly during the summertime when they have issues. And uh, But those farms are using 
sex semen, maybe getting a little poor results. And uh, obviously, uh, they're they're concerned about their pregnancy rates. And you know, you got to remember, genetically, it doesn't matter what your mating is. If you don't have a pregnancy, yep. pregnancy sometimes is the right mating. And so, uh, um, you know, that, that you know that's kind of the direction we're doing more locally, uh, internationally. Um, you know, we're selling semen now on on some of our genetically enhanced bulls because of genomics and, and uh, you know, selling a, a total performance one. Good type with good production and uh, and recommending uh, good practices because uh, genetics aren't anything if you're farming practices. You don't take care of the cows. And, uh, you know, we got to keep the happy cows in Wisconsin, too. Yeah, yeah, right. Thank you for that. Let's talk a little bit about how the world market has kind of changed. Everybody wants to talk about it. We're in the crosshairs, it seems, every time that there's a, a trade discussion. Now, like you said, you're on the West Coast. There's a lot of things in California that get impacted by this. Just tell me that story. How has it been? Well, you got to realize that over a third of our milk production in California is exported to west. Thank goodness, because when we export east, we're, we screwed up. Everybody. Yeah, sorry, we, we ruined everybody's milk prices. But uh, but the interesting thing I found out, you know, we've we've exported 35,000 head of cattle over to 40 different countries. We've exported embryos to 25 different countries, uh, and along with bull semen and, and the likes so of export genetics. But I was also on USDEC for a while. And and what interesting parallel is, is that every country that's importing dairy products also wants to have a base of their own dairy program. Right. uh, Because no matter what the diet, it's easier to give people healthy diets if your base is dairy. Okay, whether it's cheese, milk, kefir, or whatever. And so, so... we're exporting our genetics and, and our management tech expertise into them to get them started. Those countries will never be able to supply all of their own dairy products. China will absolutely never be able to. In the next five or ten years, they're going to have an, enough people are, uh, going into middle class buying these dairy products because they want their kids to grow better or grow healthier that's equal to the population of the United States. And, yeah, we need to get past these trade issues. You know, you got to remember that these foreign countries are very politically astute, and they know where to hit. And they know that, they, that the number one thing to hit hit the uh, United States with is tariffs on agricultural products. And, um, and they know that also that normally in our trade negotiations, ag gets sold down the river in favor of movie rights, cars and, and the like and um, this administration hopefully um, won't do that and I don't think they will but uh, again we're eternal optimists in the dairy industry so you have to hope for the best you know you speak to the Steve because you've always been a little involved in the policy side of things right. you've always tried to work on behalf of the industry you're still kind of keeping engaged in that process aren't you you bet I mean you Right now, I'm, I'm doing more advice than anything else. We spent seven years trying to get the insurance program done and with a, a market management program at the time. It's interesting now we're getting people at calling me that opposed us on the market management program to, to grow our, our a base program basically with the market um, to help tweak, you know, 1% change in production would really help, particularly with the overorder premium thing. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm giving advice to them on, on what trials and tribulations we had trying to get it sold yeah. um, across the nation. And, you know, 
you've got different, I mean, southeast is different than the northeast and, and the west and all that. And uh, Wisconsin is different from Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Our, and, you know, you made a point earlier about the industry is shrinking. Uh, we may be producing more than ever, but the number of people engaged in it, that makes it tough when you take your story to elected officials or other groups. Extremely difficult because they, they count votes. They definitely count votes. You know, our, our troubles in California is that we get the whole dairy industry together. We don't have enough votes to vote dog catcher in the local town yeah. of 15,000 people. Yeah. And obviously we're on the losing side. So, yeah. I mean, and that's the problem that we have across the United States. Every one of those small farmers that go out of business is heartbreaking. Okay, the small farmers, and I, you know, pick a number, yep, whatever right, the number right. wants to be, that definition. You know, they're friends, they're customers of my genetic business, but they're also friends. They're the heart and soul of the industry, and and, it, and uh, it's tough. And, and uh, I wish this cycle was only three years and not five, because they need some respite, and and uh, they're great people. So, how are you trying to inspire that? remaining dairy farms that are out there regardless of size regardless of age you always try to be an optimist like you said how do you try to coach them up on you've been through these cycles before steve that's the thing about agriculture we've been there done that we just have to remind ourselves about it once in a while how do you coach a young producer up on on staying the course well we're being attacked on all sides I, I don't care whether it's environmental sides, animal welfare sides, groups that have no clue of what we do, but they're right. using us as a cause. Obviously, it's easier to address those things if we have a little bit of black on the bottom line to give us time. Also, innovation jumps on in dairy farming. Yep. If we have a little, I mean, every dairy farmer is trying things. Yep. If you got a little little money to, yep. to play with, and so you know, um, you know, if you're going to help in the industry, either you know. I hate to say say the adage, but either you're part of the solution or part of the problem. You know, I over the years I have less patience for criticism, but I'll take all the critiques you want. Criticize, but give me give me a solution or give me a possibility. Or if you want to complain about a program, listen to what our options were and why we chose it. I educate you, and then I'll because I have the faith in in every dairy farmer, either ones that are highly critical of me and what I've done, that common sense will rain out yeah. and uh, so I mean we got a great industry but uh, unfortunately I only have 37,000 my brothers in business and sisters in yeah. business uh, individual where um, back in 2000 we had 100,000 yeah. in 1980 we had 300,000 and uh, you know maybe a victim of our own success but it, it's 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 sad that but if everybody helps educate our neighbors and all that California we're getting the fourth generation with with that's has never been on a farm or doesn't have any relationship to farming and trying to you know they go to Google and Facebook for for those answers and and normally it's not the right stuff no relationship he's doing his part for sure and that's why he is our dairy man of the year at World Dairy Expo Steve Maddox Maddox Dairy California dairy producer that brings that enthusiasm all the way back to the Midwest